Hey everyone, welcome to this week's episode. As usual, I'm your host, Ebehim. Thank you for tuning in and thank you so much to everyone who participated in our first Sketch It Out episode last week. If you're listening and you didn't get a chance to join us during the live, head over to YouTube to take a listen and sketch. For this episode, I have a conversation with Noella Aoun. She is an architect and the founder of Noella Aoun Studio in Beirut, Lebanon. She shares with us her experience with starting and running a design studio and how her educational and career journey in varying countries influenced her design. Something I personally enjoyed in this episode is how open and honest Noella was about her experiences. She also reminds us that the architecture profession requires passion and resilience. Take a listen and enjoy. Hi, Noella. Thank you so much for coming on and agreeing to share your experience through Layers of Design. Welcome. Hello, Ibehi. Thank you so much for having me on your platform. Of course. So I guess let's start from the beginning. (laughs) What got you into the design profession? Well, I think that design was always something that I wanted to to do as as a career in my profession. Uh, I think it's my passion for people and for creating spaces for um, for people, actually. Uh, it's something that has always been interesting for me. And I guess this is why I wanted to go into the architectural profession. What, what would you say your passion is? You know, I, I think there is something about the creative side that gives me some sort of uh, freedom. Through creativity, I feel... Um, I have the freedom to think, uh, to have my own ideas, to express my ideas, you know. And uh, I think that through the profession, it's like an opportunity for me to uh, materialize or to bring into life all the ideas that I have. Very nice. So can you tell us about Noella Aoun Studio? Actually, the firm is, is a young firm. Uh, this started like a few years ago, actually in 2017, right after I um, moved back from New York City. Uh, so at the beginning, when I came back home, which is uh, Beirut, I moved back to, to Beirut. Things went, I would say, in a very spontaneous way. So uh, I, I got my uh, first client who wanted to um, design a boutique hotel project based in Lebanon. So uh, I didn't have in mind actually to continue with the, with the firm. So for me, it was maybe a freelance project that I would start with and okay. then move, uh, move, move back to the U.S. or maybe uh, to, to, I had the plan to move to Dubai and to join um, a bigger firm or a, comp- a, large, a larger company. But, you know, things, uh, don't, they don't really happen the way we, we, we plan for them. Yes. You know? Uh, and the thing is that I, I'm always open to opportunities and I'm a really flexible person when it comes to my career. Mm-hmm. So whatever comes my way and if I think that this, this could be helpful or this is, uh, this is a major point for me for my career, then I would take it, you know. And this is what happened in 2017 when I decided to work on this project. And it was, it was a project with a multiple of, uh, multiplicity of 
programs. So I had to dedicate at least one year for this project. And then when I started um, putting this project online and then uh, I started talking about telling people about it and then about what I'm doing, I started getting more clients and more people were asking me actually to design uh, their spaces. Somehow I got stuck, if I can say, but in a, <laughs> yeah, but in a very positive way because I had a plan A and then what I ended up doing was something totally different, but it's something that I embrace and I'm very happy with everything. Wow, that's very nice. I, I'm glad everything worked out <laughs> in a great yeah. way. But you know that things are not that easy because mm -hmm. uh, sometimes we we might feel oh yeah you have one project then you have this client and then you do the project you design it in a very nice way and then you do the marketing and that's it then you start your firm things don't work like this at all <laughs> I think, I, yeah because this is what i hear a lot you know oh you have a project you will start marketing it and that's it you're 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 off ground yeah but, it requires a lot of, uh, you, you have to be really passionate about the work that you do in order to continue with this. Because uh, I think spe especially the design work requires a long hours of working. It requires a lot of modifications, you know, you would start sketching an idea and then sharing it with the client. And then they would say, no, I want something different. You know, there's a lot of uh, va-et-vient, how we say it. You, 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 we go a lot back and forth to come up with one yeah. final idea and it requires a lot of efforts, you know, a lot of hard work and a lot of perseverance. So whoever um, goes into the design field, they have to really love what they do in order to be able to continue with it. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's, that's a great point. So this leads me into my next question about your design process from start to finish. Yeah. Actually, um, what we do at Noella Own Design Studio, we have a sort of uh, sort of uh, phases that we go through, regardless of the category of or the scale of the project. So first, the very first part, which is super important, is to sit with the client and to talk with them and to understand what they really envision or what they are looking for in their project. Mm -hmm. You know, and of course, then talking about the budget is very important because so many times the architect or the designer would be thinking, not really considering uh, at at first point the budgeting or the cost of a project. You know, we put a lot of focus on uh, creating dreamy uh, projects. You know, we unleash our creativity. But then there is the client who would say, no, you know, the, the finances are a major point for the client. So I guess the client and the architect or the designer together make a perfect team because each one is a focus or uh, I would say excels in one part mm -hmm. uh, and coming like teaming up would bring up the perfect result that is convenient for both and for the project. So this is when it comes to the first phase, which is talking with the client and setting up the budget. Then once we agree with the client, we move to the second phase. And this is where we actually do the whole sketching part, the drawing, like the thinking part of the project. 
um, this is where the architecture comes in and uh, it's a process that goes between the client and the architect between us also as a, as a team of designers and this mm -hmm. is very important because we have to visualize the work our, all our ideas in sketches in diagrams in uh, give images, you know, in order to convey our concept, our thinking and creative part to this individual who very often is not from a design background, you know. Mm -hmm. so we have to go through this in order to communicate uh, what we have in mind. This is a very, uh, a super, this is a super important phase actually. And then we have the third and like the third part, which is once we agree what we're gonna on, on the concept or the early stages of the design, we mm -hmm. then start elaborating it. And this is where all the detailed drawings come in, um, you know, along with the plans, the sections, and the 3Ds and the animation, you know. Mm -hmm. We take the um, concept and the thinking part into another level, which is um, much more elaborated. And uh, this is actually the part that uh, gets the approval of the client. And then um, this is the part that gets executed in real life, you know, the part that brings the project into life. So how do you find the process per se? Do you find it like, can you talk about your experience with, you know, working with different clients and how also how you get the projects? Actually, the way I get the project, um, so far, what has been happening is that uh, people uh, know about the work uh, mm -hmm. through uh, people who refer us to them, you know. It's even a client that brings, up, brings another client, you know, because they see um, the work that we have done with them and they consider it as a positive or a successful experience. And then they would uh, recommend us for, for another person who might have a potential project. Uh, and also, I think that the online presence is quite, in, is quite important um, because everything is happening online. Uh, and definitely social media helps a lot uh, in, in, in gaining exposure, you know? Yeah. Uh, with one post or one uh, uh, one article, you can reach a big audience. Uh, yeah. But of course, yeah, you 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 have to know. Yani, we have the task to uh, know exactly our audience and where to find them and how to reach to potential clients. You know, this is part of the work that I personally have to deal with as a firm leader. Yeah. Mm. So still on your design process, I know you've studied and worked in different parts of the world. How has that experience influenced your work? I think what is really special, I would say, at least for me and the work that we do as a firm, is that we do work and tackle projects uh, of different categories mm -hmm. and of different scales. So um, we, do, we do work on urban scale projects architectural projects, interior design and uh, landscape design as well. Mm. So the spectrum that we cover is quite uh, wide, I would say. And um, this definitely came as, um, as a result of uh, me personally being exposed to 
people from different uh, uh, cultures. And I think that when I when I uh, moved to New York, actually, um, it's it, the whole experience for me was like, um, you know, like opening opening up to the world, you know, it, it was a major step for me in my career uh, because uh, I came up with people, Yanni. I, 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 got, I got to meet a lot of people from mm -hmm. different backgrounds, from, from nationalities, coming, people coming from all over the world and with different cultures and sharing the, the, the passion of design and urban design and architecture. And this wow. is quite, quite interesting, I think. And it's such a unique experience that I really wish everyone, every person, every student in the architecture and design field can go and live this experience. It's such a beautiful opportunity that opens a lot of doors and a lot of opportunities. Um, and that I, was when you, um, sorry, that was I, when you went to New York? Yes, when I went to New York, that was in 2014. Okay. And 2015. And did you go for a conference or it was just, um, it was no. to visit? No, no, actually I went to study at Columbia University. Okay. So this is, that was the main reason for me to move to New York. And this is uh, the step that opened for me so many doors for my career and in my profession, you know? Yeah. Uh, starting from being exposed to uh, people from different backgrounds. And I really wanted this to happen and to be implemented in my career and in my profession. So, um, and, and being a Columbia alumna definitely helped me achieve this. So for instance, now uh, I, I have projects in uh, Beirut and Lebanon, but also I have clients in Saudi Arabia, in Jeddah. Uh, in uh, Africa, we are currently developing a project in sub-Saharan Africa, wow. and we're working on a city-scale project. And all of this has is happening uh, first because I'm being referred by people who already had an experience working with me and with the firm. Mm -hmm. Clients are always looking for architects who who they can trust. You know. Yes. Uh, and I think that the fact that I graduated from a top-notch university, which is Columbia, it helped me a lot build the trust with my clients. Oh, wow. So, so, so far, you would say the experience of networking has been very impactful. Definitely. This is super important. And what, what comes also in a very positive way from all that, what I, I was telling you right now mm -hmm. is that um, on a personal level and also on my personal and on my professional, on the career level, uh, this whole experience helped me build resiliency. So I think, for instance, for now, I would consider we have a really very hard economic crisis happening in Lebanon specifically. I know that the pandemic is happening all over the world and everyone, all the countries are being impacted. Yeah. But imagine the pandemic is uh, also happening in Lebanon with other financial and economic factors. And it's a, a really bad situation ongoing now in Lebanon. So I believe that the fact that I am able to be physically in Lebanon, but cover my work and, and deal and design for clients outside of Lebanon provides me a sort of um, resiliency in this sort of situation, you know? Yes. When everything is collapsing, 
I, I like I look at the work that I'm doing and I really thank God for everything that is happening to me right now because I'm able to uh, keep working and keep uh, designing and delivering projects for my clients, which I think is very, uh, very important. And mm -hmm. also definitely it didn't come by chance. You know, it's something that I have been working on for so many years. <laughs> Of course. Okay, so you've touched on resilience, and I wanted to talk about, I guess, on resiliency, but mainly about the importance of representation in the mm -hmm. design and architecture field. Because I know you, I mean, you're a global designer, you're a global architect, and you're also a female architect that's, you know, that has been in the profession, and you have your own firm, which is amazing. So I wanted to talk to you on, you know, how your experience was just starting your firm, being a female, as well as how important you feel representation and being a role model for other, you know, younger female designers. I think, well, first, thank you so much for your uh, nice words. <laughs> <laughs> really. But uh, what you're saying is very true, especially being not not only a female, but also a Lebanese female. So a person yes. emerging from the Middle East um, mm. uh, part of the world. And I, I actually, I think that even with all the efforts that I'm doing, I still have a lot to do and to offer, you know. Mm. Uh, it's a, I would say it's a battle by itself, you know, just yes. for being for being a female and for wanting to lead my own uh, firm. But I really wish to, I really hope to be a role model for other people and younger female students or students, not, you, you know, uh, in general. I, I, I don't know if I'm really inspiring them, but I really hope so. <laughs> and, and, you know, because uh, sometimes when we look at things, we... Like, for instance, okay, yeah, I'm a, I'm a young female and I'm running my own business, but also this is a, a very big um, task for me, you know. It's like I have to deal with a lot of things. And uh, I, I, but, but for me, it's like I didn't really, I, if, if I had to go back in time and rethink my career, I would do exactly what I have done. I wouldn't change a thing. I'm very happy with the, uh, where I have, where, where I came so far and mm -hmm. I really want to keep working and persevering and give more and achieve more you know um, I think that the way I say it like uh, running my own business and being my own boss <laughs> is, like, yeah but this is very important for me because I you know I only have to worry about pleasing my clients and creating special and unique projects and spaces for them you know yeah, I, have, I would say like I have the luxury to choose my clients and the projects I want to design and work on, you know, mm -hmm. and then, along with the very with the free schedule. Like this, these are uh, really uh, positive elements, and uh, we don't really get to find them when you know when you join a bigger firm or a corporate or when you work for someone else. So personally, this is like the perfect. Uh, scenario for 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 me and i'm really glad with things um and the way they are happening but of course there is always a lot of challenges yeah. that, I, that i that i face continually you know because i also have the task and the responsibility to keep the workflow going 
and it's not easy, especially that the profession of design is easily impacted by economic crises and yeah. other factors, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, and also there's a, another challenge that also I have to face, uh, which is dealing with things that are not really into design. For instance, um, I have to deal with the finance, with the mm -hmm. marketing of my business, with my business development, you know, and of course, the, while working on the design, because I, I, I work a lot hands-on design, you know, it's yeah. not, I'm not the kind of person to hire people or architects or uh, create a team, and then I would focus on my business development and marketing and then leave the design work for the team. No, I, I really like and enjoy working with the team and sharing the ideas. Like the design thing is something what I'm really passionate about. And all the other big titles are also fields that I have to consider and deal with. Because, you know, if you, if you take this, you, I might be a, a very good or an excellent designer, but then if I'm too bad in marketing or in business development, I won't be able to get new projects or no one would know that I exist or the, the brand exists, you know. So yeah. all this is really super important. And they go hand in hand in order to create um, a successful brand and a strong brand. Yes. Hey, hope you're enjoying the episode. Just wanted to mention that our next Sketch It Out webinar is on August 2nd. And if you're interested in knowing the guest, visit layersofdesign.online and sign up to our mailing list. Also, if there's an architect or designer that you would like us to interview, send us a message with your name. We'd love to have a conversation with the designers that inspire you. Now, let's get back to the conversation with Noella. And you said you're, in, you're you know, you're heavily involved in the design process. Uh -huh. Do you also, are you also heavily involved in the business and the marketing aspect of the firm? And if so, how are you able to separate you know, how are you able to free up time for to just focus on the business and then just focus on the design? Uh, I, I'm asking this because I feel like there are two different parts of our brain <laughs> that like, yeah, yeah, yeah that, right. that we have to but, tap into. But I actually, I personally deal with the marketing and the business development and the design, of course, you know, I don't outsource or I don't hire people to do this because it's my, my job also, mm -hmm. being a, a firm leader, you know? Yeah, and this is why I said this is something very challenging because we, I, yeah, I, I have to work for really long hours to mm -hmm. be able to manage and to cover all of this. And I do this, yeah, oh, I, I have to be, to set my schedule and to, 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 to really set the tasks and dedicate the specific time for each task in order to try like at least to try to stick to a specific schedule in order to move on and be able to to proceed on the different different uh, jobs you know like going from marketing to business development and to design so it's like i i i try as much as possible to deal with with all of them sometimes i have to put the marketing on hold and the business development on hold when i have to deliver a design project or whenever we have like uh, whenever we are short on time to deliver 
or to submit to the client an ongoing project. This is definitely not the ideal thing to to happen. Mm-hmm. It would be perfect to continually have uh, the marketing team ongoing and then the business development ongoing. But I think for now, this is how things go and work with me and for my firm. Um, maybe because of the scale. Maybe when, like later on, when when I really won't be able to uh, to to work or on all of these, I would be maybe I would think of hiring people specific for the marketing or for the business development. But for now, I think being a small firm, I have to uh, market myself and my brand. I have to do this job. You know, no one will yeah. do it better than me. Oh, wow. Of course. <laughs> that is, I mean, that's a, a task, you know, a task that you've taken on. And personally, I think you're doing it beautifully because I've seen your projects and I've seen your work and it is truly inspiring. <laughs> oh, thank you so much, Ibey, really. <laughs> of course. So I wanted to touch back on your early career influences. Do you have anyone, you know, that was in your childhood or growing up or through your educational experience that has influenced your career? I don't want to name a very specific person, but I would, I, maybe I can talk to you about two different experiences that I have lived Okay. Uh, um, that were really, uh, that shaped me and pushed me to do the work that I'm doing right now. So in my early career, when I, when I graduated from the French Beaux-Arts School in Lebanon, I, I wanted to join like well-known architects and I wanted to be part of their team and to, to better understand the work process and how they develop or uh, work on a specific project. So um, I, I had the chance to work in real estate and also in design. So somehow I was uh, exploring the field and the options after graduating from architecture, like, you know, what I can be doing once I finish my studies. And then um, I actually joined a small firm in Lebanon and I had a really great experience because um, I had the chance to work within a team of designers and architects. And um, I also was in close relation with the people who do the execution. So somehow it was like a holistic a firm that does that goes through the process from A to Z, from uh, starting with the site works and doing the design and the concept of the project and then building the project. So I think this somehow gave me a good exposure into the profession of architecture. Some sometimes you know you don't you don't really get the chance to join like a perfect environment work environment. And sometimes you can have really bad experience working with with uh, with uh, other firms. You know, it's not you don't always get what you what you expect when you join uh, people in their journey. Yeah. So I think that uh, somehow I have been exposed into both. I had the chance to have really great work experience with some people, and I also had the challenge of working with people in maybe in not in that perfect work environment. So somehow I got exposed to what can be, what can be happening. Mm-hmm. And I think this was a major thing for me to decide to start also my, my own business. I wanted to choose the people I work with. Mm-hmm. 
I, I wanted to set my own team. I wanted to, um, to, to choose the people who, who want to work with me on the project. And also I wanted to choose my clients. I think this is something that I always wanted to. Mm -hmm. And previous experiences definitely have pushed me or shaped me to, to, to do this, you know? Oh, wow. Thank you for sharing that. So I just picked up on you saying that you, it's important for you to choose your own, you know, the people you work with and the people mm -hmm. that you do projects for. Yeah. In terms of the people you work with, how do you structure? I'm just curious. <laughs> how, yeah, yeah. Do you, how do you set up your work environment? I think that I have that I'm lucky on the side because I receive a lot of resumes and portfolios mm -hmm. uh, from people in they, they send applications to to the firm in a very spontaneous way, you know. And I think this happens because again of the online presence when you hear or you know about a specific brand and then you go online you do online and you do your research you you like the work and then you read about the background of the person mm -hmm. you know somehow you got attracted it's you know actually it's about the impression that the brand makes you know yeah. and, and this is very important but because not only it may it brings you clients but the team members this is very important also to want people with who are ambitious, who are hard workers, and with a the really uh, competitive background to to want to join the the, the firm, you know. Mm -hmm. I I'm really happy to receive uh, applications from young people, students, or architects who want to be part of the team, and I think this is also as important as attracting clients. Hmm. I think it's great that you seek out high qualities in your employees and do the same for your clients. For a lighter question, what do you do in your free time or when you get a chance to relax or step away from your designs? Well, it's not something very specific that I do, but uh, I'm a, I really like to spend a lot of time with my friends and my family. So okay. whenever, whenever I have time for this, I, I try to see them and gather and meet up with them as much as possible. But actually, design is something that I really enjoy doing to the point that I, sometimes I forget it's my profession, you know. Mm. It's something that I really enjoy doing. And I don't really differentiate. Maybe this is bad, but I don't really differentiate <laughs> between free time or working time, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I have the daytime and then... And then in the evening, I have some rest to do, you know, like do nothing, just nothing, just relax. This is maybe something that I also do from time to time, but I actually, I barely have time for this. I put a lot of work, a lot of, I dedicate a lot of hours to, to the work, the design and to the brand and to keep going and to keep delivering and doing more and just trying, I'm always trying to build a successful brand. Wow. Okay. So from your, I just thought about this question. What would you say has been your most challenging or your best project so far? Well, the same project has been very challenging and very exciting at the same time. And actually it is the ongoing project in uh, sub-Saharan Africa. Ooh. Uh, it's uh, the extension of an existing city, but uh, it's very exciting on 
in terms of scale and in terms of program, you know, mm -hmm. uh, the team and I had to go through the early zoning phases and creating and dividing the uh, plots, creating the plots division and the roads structure. So it's a really huge project. But it's challenging because uh, somehow it's the first project on this scale that we deal with in, in the firm at Noella on Design Studio. And uh, it's a big responsibility, you know. It's different when you design a project on the urban scale or when you design a building, you know, for, a, a, you know, a residential building for a specific number of people. Mm -hmm. When we on the larger scale, you know, you are building communities. You are creating experiences for for a huge number of people you know i think this is the challenging part to deliver uh, a project that is successful and to deliver on time and we, we always hope and we do our best to make the project bring a good and a beautiful experience for the community you know like this is a huge task that we have to go through and to tackle mm -hmm. uh, the most challenging part yeah Mm. You know, now that you talk on community, uh -huh. I referring back to the webinar that we had last week with Make yeah. Spaces, there are two things actually, I'm looking at my notes, and there are two things I want to talk to you about, because I remember you brought up how important it is to represent your work visually, and uh -huh. to represent an intervention visually. Can you touch on that some more, please? Yeah. I think like the visual representation very important in the design and architecture field you know it's the communication tool it's what we are communicating and how we communicate it that make a project it's very important because we get to present and talk about a project that does not exist yet mm. you know so yeah. we have to tell people what we envision and what this project is gonna look like or what is it what it is about you know and this is very important. I think in the design and architecture field, visuals uh, are the strong tool that make or break a project. They make first impression and, and they shape the look and feel of a brand and the way they visualize a project. It's the tool to materialize the thinking process. And I think this is something very important. And the techniques to do this uh, vary widely, you know. You can go for for diagrams to to represent steps or phases of the thinking or how we came up to a specific concept. What we really like to do is also to use um, GIF images. Uh, they tell a lot, you know, and people and the clients usually, they like to uh, watch animations or uh, to see real images or visualization of the project, you know. Mm. Because it, for the clients, it pushes them to, uh, or it makes it more easy for them to envision or mm. to put them themselves in the project, in the future project. So you would say that that mode of visualization is the most effective way? Uh-huh. It is very effective and very important. Well, I think that the technique that we use depends and varies widely from a category of project to another, you know. Mm -hmm. um, so I think when we work on urban urban design scale, the diagrams are very important in order to present and convey all the 
design ideas that we have. I think that they do apply on all the fields like urban design or architecture or interior or landscape. But I think from the client side, they like to see like realistic images. Mm. So you also talk on how you focus on the quality of the space uh -huh. and you make custom made items for different spaces. Can yeah. you tell us about that? I think that's really cool. Yeah, thank you. Uh, I think this applies more, uh, mostly to the personalized uh, residential interior space that we design. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's, well, actually, it's true that for every uh, scale, any scale of project and any category, we do customize the project and the space because through our thinking process, we always think and start by asking ourselves what we are building, what we are designing and for who we are doing so, you know, who is going to use the space. Mm -hmm. In the case of the um, residential uh, interior, there has to be something uh, that pops up to the eye, you know, specifically when, you, when we are designing for, um, for like two individuals, you know, a couple or a family. People are always looking for something that is distinguished or uh, very special to have in their space. So, yeah, it's part of the job, actually, to create, like, unique environments and unique spaces for, for our clients. Very nice. Thank you so much for sharing. So, before we wrap up, I would like to ask you, what are three things that have inspired you in your career? I think, first, living abroad. Okay. It gave me the opportunity to embrace um, different cultures and backgrounds. Okay. And then what inspires me, I think uh, also seeing successful firms doing their work and nailing it on uh, the design level and on the marketing level, you know, on all aspects of the field. One more thing that is super important, regardless if it's inspiration or not, but I think everyone needs uh, supportive people with them. Everyone needs to have um, uh, supportive people, you know, like everyone goes through a lot of ups and downs. Oh, you, we always need this energy or someone to push us and to remind us that, yeah, don't give up. You have to keep going and mm. things will get better, you know. I think these are like very important things and I'm lucky to have them. <laughs> That's beautiful. Thank you so much, Noella, for coming on and sharing your experience and your knowledge and your process of design with us. I know I learned some tips today and it's just great to speak to someone that's, you know, that you have your own firm established. You're working with different architects, different clients from around the world, and you still, you're still able to share your experiences with us and let us know that everybody, you know, everybody also has ups and downs. So yeah. thank you for sharing that with us. Thank you so much, Ibei, for, for having me on your platform. I wish you all the luck and the work that you do and a great continuation. Again, thank you so much for having me today.